Jesus Christ, Doc, you disintegrated Einstein. Disintegrated Einstein. Einstein. It's a mini-sode. Hi, it's Frida. And it's Abby. Welcome to our mini-series, Nothing is Real Except the Sheep. This series, we're stepping into a Phil Dickian frame of mind and exploring our perception of reality, identity, drugs, and technology. Before we try to solve matters in the middle of the night, we must agree that the best response to reality is for us all to go insane. Now, would you like coffee with your empathy box today? It is the second of five movies inspired by the writings of Philip K. Dick, and this week we are talking about The Minority Report. Farida, what do you think of this movie? It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I don't... It's like... I don't love science fiction anyway, and I don't really love action anyway. So... I did fall asleep. I did fall asleep, and then I had to go... I actually remembered watching it back in the day. I remembered the big fuss over this movie, and I did fall asleep. I did have to, like, watch the last half hour again. Like, just all the convolution... Mm. Uh, convolutional... Uh, the con- convolution... What, what the fuck's wrong with Convoluted? me? You know, convoluted? It's convoluted. It's convoluted. <laughs> it's very convoluted. But it's a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff mm. about it. Um, but it's, like, super convoluted and... It's just like super not my genre. Right. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh. It's a lot of new <laughs> ideas and new things and it's like fast and crazy, but it's got a lot of cool stuff too, which I guess we can break down soon. Yeah. But what did you, what about you? Do you like it? Uh, it's, this is hilarious, right? Because I, I picked this movie purely because I wanted to look at Philip K. Dick concepts from different like societal realities that we could be living under. Um, <gasps> oh, Lolly disagrees with me. <laughs> Uh, all right sorry somebody might be at the door um i i part of my brain was gonna say that we might have to revisit this as a main episode someday but from what you've just said there i think maybe we don't maybe we skip it um the thing is that i had never seen this Ah. i'd never seen the minority report and it's long it is long, and it's just Minority Report. The movie is just Minority Report, not with a the. Oh, sorry. It is really long. It's two hours That's, and like well, what? This is the problem. A it's lot. based on um, it's based on a short story of Philip K. Dick's. So the short story, it's like not even forty pages long. So I didn't expect the movie. I so I started watching it, and I was just like, oh yeah, it's fine, it's cool. I know the story, and then I was like, why is it still going? so much mm. so yeah i mean it was good but um it's yeah it's a lot it's, like it's you said long. it's a it's lot long. yeah <laughs> well let's just do i'll just do my little summary then and let's get into it right minority report now that i know it's not the the future times are here and villains beware Big Brother is in your head and he knows when you're about to do the dirty. The police are now an elite force with cat burglar like stealth in the pre-crime unit. If someone is out to get you, they'll get there first. But you best keep your own emotions in check lest you get red balled. Do you have the power to choose? Do you, Frida? Mm. Do you have the power to choose? Of course. Although the determinism is like everything you're about to do is a consequence of everything that's happened up until that point. It's not really a choice. Hmm. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really into this stuff, though. I think, yeah, I think you can you can make a lot of many, many choices. 
not like it's easy, but yeah, um, and also it depends on what you know. The more choices you have, the more privilege you have, the more choice you have. It's like it, it's a different question based on like where you are stuck. I don't know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think so. Yeah, it's it, it was a weird one. Um, how did like how did it make you feel the idea of like this kind of a reality? Not much, because I still imagine that largely people were living normally, like as we were. Like all this technology is like exists purely in law enforcement. But I met oh, the, the advertising thing is kind of revolting. But I imagine that like largely people are living their lives, just knowing there's less crime. We didn't really see how other people are living. Yeah. We just saw law enforcement and the consequences of that. Right. So we didn't see. We didn't really see. Not like with Blade Runner where we really were like in the shit with everybody. Yeah. Or am I am I wrong there? No, no, I think you're right. I think um I, I see where you're coming from. It's like Yeah, it's like you don't really know what society is actually like. Mm. It's kind of portrayed as this big basic just con- constant advertisement, but the the main perspective is from this kind of concept of of these crimes and and serious crimes as well. It doesn't seem to affect the the lesser lesser versions of crime apparently. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the cast? Do you have any comments? Uh, the only thing I just wanted to highlight was Peter Stromer is the eye guy. I just love him in general. I just like 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 him a lot. Yeah. He's always good when he pops up. Tom Cruise, I mean, he's really good at this stuff. Like he's really amazing at it. Good on Colin Farrell and his in his little mm-hmm. like he had a real action movie heyday. Um, that was I didn't really have anything crazy. I love Samantha Morton. Who doesn't? Um, if you're normal how about how about you um yeah I just wanted to I, I was kind of doing a I have a hashtag my James Redhorn and Peter Stormare is one of them and then is, is that your job, James yeah. and then also um Ari Gross who plays Howard Marks at the start oh who is he from everything okay I think mostly maybe TV Google. But he's like, to me, he's just like, he pops up and it's like, that guy. And it's like, yeah, Harry Gross. Just got to kind of um, remember him for me. But yeah, I like him. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I do. I do know. I don't. I do know that face. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, is there. Oh, and there's a, there's the other guy as well who's actually Irish. Well, he's not Irish, but his his parents are Irish. Oh, and he looks like Ian. Um. Ian fucking Zaring, is it or something? The guy from Beverly Hills 90210. It's like the oh, yeah. brothers, but like, oh God, what's his name again? Uh, the guy that's running the thing? Um, the the, the kind of his his best bud. Neil McDonough. Fletcher. Okay. Neil McDonough. That's the one. Yeah, he's, he's in a lot of these kind of stuff as well. So are there any scenes that you particularly vibed with? I feel like you didn't vibe with any of this movie. <laughs> there was stuff that I liked, more like stuff that I liked. But you know, it's funny. Is Steven Spielberg a little bit? Is it a lot of hype? Like, is it? Is it weird to say? Is it very hyped up, Steven Spielberg? <laughs> I think it might be. Well, it's a style, isn't it? It's like it. It depends. Gonna be you... kicked out of the tribe. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. I don't really have any scenes that stood out to me, no. Oh, okay. Not really. Uh, I liked stuff. I liked there was, like, stuff in it that yeah. I liked. I really liked the whole opening sequence. 
I kind of enjoyed yeah. that I the way that they set up with um the Howard Marks character in that mm-hmm. kind of I didn't like the time countdown thing that was a bit excessive but like you know the fact that it was down to the wire of the seconds beforehand I think it would have been more believable yeah. if they'd knocked on the door and been like hi you're gonna kill your wife this morning and he's like sorry what and I was like yeah she's cheating on you what by the way and and yeah when that sequence was happening and you're like it's going to happen in 10 minutes she's still like giving the her son breakfast. cereal yeah, exactly. and she said and I'm like really like that's how quick you're going to let your lover in like I just was panicking I was like how quickly is she letting this guy in the house after a family he's like 10 minutes I was kind of house, like wow. in the house and up and into the bed like they're already in the bed that's how long it took I know this is like our Halloween thing it was like 1 minute and 26 seconds yeah. of the thing yeah I'm like Jesus give it a second um, the other scene that I really really loved and I wanted to talk about it was uh, when he has his eyes transplanted oh yeah that was cool yeah see there was a lot of stuff that yeah. I liked in it I love yeah, that yeah. but I love because I cool. love the whole vibe that Peter Stormer oh. set up anyway of that character he plays those types of characters really well mm. just like this setting up this like really gross environment and then he's yeah. got the ropes and he's left there on his own and he's trying to get the food I nearly threw up oh nearly <laughs> threw up actually I'd really love that spider I love the spiders mm. so, yeah like the stuff the spiders I loved that whole sequence it was kind of great how the spiders were going through people's houses and people were like you know you saw a couple in a fight and they sort of stop allow the spiders to check their retinas and then yeah. keep fighting like people were kind of used to it so we did kind of see we did kind of see the, the some aspects of society yeah yeah so cool. okay well let's let's get into our questions then um mm-hmm. question number one what is the most terrifying aspect of this society without question is what they did to the precogs just the idea mm-hmm. <clears throat> just the idea that any humans could be devalued like that it's yeah. to me the most disturbing thing like that the fact that this whole system was riding on the fact that everybody had to go along with this idea that they weren't humans and therefore well first of all they were humans but even if they weren't that you can subject them to that level of torture effectively right that's what that's what i thought yeah it's I see. What did you write? Um, sorry, my brain kind of checked out there for a second. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like as in it just stopped functioning. Um, precogs. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally. Yeah, no. It's such an Irish thing. Yeah, no. Yeah, but no. Yeah. We just do that all the time. We say, yeah, no. No, yeah. yeah no, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. no. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I recognize I do it. I take yeah I take your point about this um the kind of that the devaluation of their kind of uh, place in society uh for me I kind of went with basically like the whole theme of the movie like data privacy just basically gone that you're constantly yeah. this idea that you and you kind of said something similar to it with Blade Runner where you said like it was just so confining and there was nowhere to go. And I kind of had that feeling with this one where it's like you're walking around in your own bubble all the time. It's your advertisements. All information is targeted directly at you. And like it's all like predicting from your habits and your desires. And there's a whole system that can then predict your actions and it's just that it's you don't have a freedom of choice anymore. You're yeah, just confined yeah. in this bubble. It's like, what if you wanted to try you something new you. one day? Yeah. 
you are you 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 don't get to be yourself yeah so I just find and then it means that you don't interact I think uh, like it, they don't show that but like everyone walking through the mall with like their their individualist ad, individual advertising it's almost like no one is going to explore something new no one is going to look at something different mm. it's your this is who you are and you stay in your lane and um, yeah. we'll just Absolutely. give you the things that you that we decide you need so yeah I don't know it just creeped yeah. me out I just didn't like it yeah, it was creepy. So in in on that, question number two is who do you think you would be? What role do you think you would have in this society? I feel like we're going to say the same thing. <laughs> I wrote exactly what I'm fucking doing right now, which is taking people's data oh. <laughs> and developing artificial intelligence. <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> is That's what I'd, God damn it. That's what I'd do. I'd keep doing what I'm doing. I realize. But with like advertising. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. What about you? What I reckon you I'd be, be like the old woman in the garden with the greenhouse. I think yeah. that's where I'd want to be. I'd, I'd yeah. be like, after, I've done after. my sciencey job and yes. now I'm just going to yes. live in my yes. quiet life, protected by my killing plants. And y'all can just yes. piss off with your advertising bubbles and everything. I'm just going to stay here in this like little oasis of nature and calm. Yeah, like you still saw some people in like living like in a certain yeah. way that I'm like, oh, I, I would live like that. It wasn't, everyone wasn't. That's the, that's how I feel like I would, I would choose that I would want to live from coming mm. from where we are now. If this was the future, that's what I would want. But then I don't know how you would feel if you grew up in that future, you know, like, mm. you know, you get there and then kids grow up in it. And what type of concepts do they have of society and where they want to be it's so interesting okay so speaking of that what aspect do you think will happen in our future okay i wrote three things one is being tracked everywhere we go 100 percent, absolutely two is getting the idea that you'd get new eyes to avoid detection like if we lived in a society where that was the way you'd be detected. People would undergo illegal surgeries mm. to do transplants, one hundred percent. And the third one is relying on AI, unfortunately. Yeah. That- um, like with with this whole premise of the movie. Yeah. Um, and it has already happened that authorities have turned to computer algorithms to try to pinpoint people most likely to be involved in violent crimes. Do you know about this? Well, yeah. You know, so this, this was this something. was my this. I only have one, and this was my one. Yeah, go. Um, so go. Where it was like I just. I didn't really go into too much detail. It was just more like that. I think that they will try to use machine learning algorithms to predict crime. Um, I'm not entirely sure how. All I know is I know that IBM already developed a system of predictive analysis, but that designates crime hotspots. And it is has been used in the US, but I don't know if it got like a national rollout or not. Um, but I do totally believe that like a deeper investigation will occur into our social media presence, our habits, and that it will be used to try to predict our behaviours to try to determine whether we have the propensity to commit a crime or not. Mm. And it's going to be very to, dangerous in the future. A, is that thing, what, yeah. what you were just saying there, is that are you saying that that's already existing? Somebody is already doing it to predict if somebody could... Um, yeah, well, they, they keep their eye on certain people. They okay. use it to identify people, and then they watch them. Yeah. And wow. they might pull them up as people to investigate in a crime that's come up. And and then it, and it was found that it biased the, the human decision-making. It was biased yeah. towards people of color. 
Yeah. Or black people specifically. Yeah. Because it, it, it built in the human bias because it's using data that was made like that to do with human decision making. And we know the justice system in America and Australia yeah. as well. And it does uh, work a prejudice against black people. Yeah. And so the AI predicting people that would do crimes more black people. Yeah. I mean, it's shocking. That's the thing. We can't really, like, in developing these things, we're, we're putting a bit of ourselves into them. We're putting, you know, you're, you're preloading it with a prejudice. It's not just going to go mm-hmm. like, oh, we can ignore the human prejudice aspect in the people who design these algorithms and, and like, the data that exists. Like, if you're going to learn from data, you're going to learn from the data that, as you said, already yeah. shows a bias. So that's right. You're you're bringing that bias into your algorithm. It's crazy. And, and there's one other thing, which is this is an interesting thing. If we rely on AI predictive algorithms, and then people continue to rely on it and continue to rely on it, people will lose the ability not to rely on it. Yeah. Okay. They'll lose the ability to make their own decisions. And if we're going to integrate those things into things like medicine, people will start to lose skill. And then what happens? Like it happens in this movie where the AI predictive system. Here it's literal humans, but I feel like it's a good analogy that it it makes a decision that's wrong or inexplicable, that's inevitable. But if you so far have relied on it and lost all those skills in order to independently evaluate it, then what happens when it comes up with an inexplicable decision yeah. or a wrong decision? And it's really, really something that needs to be well thought about. Yeah. When we approve the use of these things universally. There you go. Read my book chapter on artificial intelligence. (laughs) (laughs) But link it in the show notes. Will it be out by then? Might be, yeah. Okay, cool. If it's out, we link it in the show notes. If not, we'll put it in a future episode. (laughs) Frida is now an expert on artificial intelligence, if you are not aware. (laughs) Anyways. Um, Okay, so question four. Pick a piece of tech or science and explain it. I'm going to do the photon milk bath. No, I won't. Wait, what? Um, no, <laughs> I'm going to do. I chose to do retina scanners. Hey. I actually tried to see if I could explain a few things, like the charging the sonic gun that they. I yeah. couldn't tell if they're reloading it by twisting it or charging it by twisting it. <laughs> but I decided just to do ret- retina scanners. Okay, if that's all right. Yeah. So it's just it's a special scanner, and it's just, it's about the size of a shoebox, and it basically it maps unique pattern of blood vessels on the retina which is even unique if you're identical twins you don't have the same blood vessel configuration so this is how it works it uses infrared light for mapping a person looks into the eyepiece and an invisible beam of infrared light traces a circular path on the retina at the back of the eye the blood-filled capillaries absorb more of the infrared light than the surrounding tissue. So because of this, there's a variation in the intensity of the reflection. So the scanner measures this reflection at 320 points along the beam line. So you get 320 sort of intensity profiles and then assigns an intensity grade between zero to, well, it's obviously normalized between a zero and a number. Mm. Happens to be 4,095, whatever. Um, and then the resulting numbers are compressed into 80-byte computer code. And then that is uploaded and it's compared to other patterns that in the database, basically. Wow. That's what That's really cool. cool. Hey. Thanks. Very proper fancy explanation. Love it. 
I never knew that. It's just something I've just never like, you know, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, it's scanning. I've never really thought about what it was actually doing, though. So that's really cool. Now, you know. Now I know. Well, that's good because I did not explain anything (laughs) sciencey. You always do and I don't. So we switch. So it's awesome because I mean, I wanted to go for the sonic gun like you just said, but then I changed my mind because what I actually just wanted to I just wanted to talk about it more is that because in the last episode in the Blade Runner episode, I had said the thing that I thought would never happen was flying cars. And then I saw this movie and the cars aren't exactly flying, but I am kind of obsessed with them. And I just found like a fun trivia fact in that like Steven Spielberg actually had 15 experts think up different technologies that could be developed by 2054, which is the timeline in the movie. Oh, big deal. That's what I think about that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Frida's not impressed, just so you know, in case that wasn't clear. Cars have never impressed me. I'm not going to start now. It's not. Well, this is the thing. It's not about the. It's just more that I just believe that it's realistic. Like to to a certain degree. I believe that the because the cars in the movie, the way that they are done is that like, you know, it's it's a car that you can drive and then it can switch into an autonomous driving kind of thing. And like there's plenty of development going on. Autonomous cars are a thing like that's happening. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so I totally believe it's a possibility. And it, like people have been working on them since the 80s. But I just really, mm. what I found really fascinating was the roads. Because some of the roads were like vertical. So the car oh, yeah, would just. The falling. And I was drop. like, how it, is it that? It would stick to it and then drop. I know. So I was that like, was it cool. must be some sort of like magnetic a, field type vibe. Do that you was think? just a vehicle. It was a vehicle, pun intended, for Tom Cruise to do a cool stunt. Yeah. You know it. But I also think, (laughs) but I also kind of believe more in the idea that like we would have cars that, you know, you would drive out of like, you know, we would drive out of the estate here manually driving the car. Well, not manual, like it's an automatic car, but anyway, it's hard. (laughs) Automatic drive, but it's different to autonomous. I don't understand cars. I don't drive. So (laughs) I would need the autonomous one. I'm from London. But I'm not from London. How dare you? I'm in London. I don't drive. (laughs) Bloody Australians driving everywhere. Um, So, but I do believe the idea that like you would have a car that you would be able to drive it on certain roads and then you would meet like maybe a a specially designed highway and you would, it would go into an automatic or like an autonomous mode and incorporate into this highway that then is an autonomous highway. I just think that's really cool. The idea of kind of setting that up and how that would work. And then like the vertical yeah. drop ones that I'm just like, how are you doing that? Like, is that, is that magnets? Is that some, some sort of a thing? But it's cool. I just, I just, I liked it. I thought, can, and then you can just kind of chill. And then I love the way it pulled up to the apartment and just, just stepped out of the car into the apartment. It's great. That's- oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff here. That's for sure. Yeah. Loads, loads of stuff. But. Doesn't make a good story. <laughs> just saying. Jesus. Thank you. Okay. Not that it wasn't a good story. It was a good story. (laughs) It was. Okay, let's just move on, move on, move on. What do you think will happen? What do you think would never happen in our world? So his access would have been revoked at this. 
like this. As soon as he was found to be a criminal, they would have revoked his access. The fact that he was able to come back in way after that with his eye and scan in to me would never happen in our world. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there's just another inconsistency. So I think in a world, if everyone is scanned everywhere they go and everyone is followed everywhere they go, I just don't think it would be that complicated to track down somebody. And I'm yeah. just referencing Black Mirror, for example. Um, the face is enough. Right. Uh, so I, although when I sat and really thought about it, I was like they, they had it's, it's their eyes, I guess. Yeah. Um, and they wanted to know which name it was. They had to compare it to the face. And then they found out where, you know, they found out where he was and everything like that. But I just I just feel it, in considering how much everyone was tracked everywhere they go, that it, it should have been faster. And I think eventually it will be that yeah. quick. It will be very easy to find people. Right. By their face. Okay. I they watched everywhere. Cameras. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I kind of went with, I mean, aside from this idea of hooking people up to a machine to predict a murder, like, you know, that's, don't, I don't really see that that's happening anytime soon. Uh, police units chasing people down using jetpacks. <laughs> the jetpacks was kind of funny. The whole thing. When they come in, I was like, Killed okay. <laughs> You really knew you needed the jet bath. It was like they were trying to do this like epic fight scene, but it was just so ridiculous. And so all these silly. Backs with these wires and jumping on each other and going through walls. How are they breaking through walls and ceilings and like lifting each other up, smashing each other down? I know it was relentless. The movie was relentless. The thing, the chase, the technology that is. I'm like jetpacks now. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, I just don't believe that uh, jetpacks are really functional in the future for this idea of like the police force to chase someone down that way. Yeah, and I just refer you back again back to Kickass. I've mentioned it before. Where they <laughs> they do have a jetpack. There is a jetpack bit, but it's a good jetpack bit. Yeah, we appreciate a good jetpack bit. This this was very much nod to old school like sci-fi kind of vibes, but like it yeah, was just it was it was it was too it was a cheap jet yeah. jetpack use. With Kick-Ass, it's the climax of the whole film, film the jetpack comes out. You know and and they tell you how much it costs. Oh, okay. they, they tell you how much the jetpack costs and they finally take it out of the box. And it's like the climax. It's, they don't yeah. cheapen the jetpack. Okay. <laughs> this movie cheapens the jetpack. Cheapens it, yeah. It's one of 100 technologies, you know? It's so <laughs> much. It is. It's just like you said, like this movie just doesn't. like. And, and like I said as well, it's they expend, extend this movie far like the the base storyline is pretty much twists the same, but they extend it so far. And, oh, Feels unnecessary. Public. Um okay, so mm-hmm. final comments. What what do you have final comments? I've just got one I've big just, one. I've just have one little one, oh. and that was the fucking classical music was overkill. Right? <laughs> like when he does oh I love when he does his thing. And the classical music hits and he does his thing, I just was like Yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, my big one is I feel like I have found a massive plot hole. Like Sweet. a massive plot hole. Okay. The movie starts... So the way that it plays out in the movie is different to the book. The book is a lot more simplistic, kind of like, you know, the paper comes out and says he's going to kill someone. He doesn't know the guy he's supposed to kill. It does turn out it was a setup, but there is a minority report that says that he would change his mind when he found out he was supposed to kill someone. But then in order to prove that pre-crime works, he actually has to go and kill the person so that um, the system isn't taken over by the army and he can prove that it's correct. So the third precog is actually the correct one in the end that he does actually commit the crime. Anyway, 
in the movie, at the very start, we get the Howard Marks scene and they specify it as a red ball. And a red ball means that somebody is, it's, uh, what What does it mean again? It's like, it's going to happen with urgent. Yeah, it's urgent. A, a passion, it's going to happen soon. Yeah, not so it's, it's an immediate reaction. Like it's something happens. So someone hasn't predetermined that they're going to kill someone. Someone hasn't been planning it and thinking about killing someone. Um, they something happens and they have an emotional reaction and it call, they kill someone. When his ball comes out to say that he is going to kill this man, it's brown, which says that it is pre that he has premeditated it. That's the word. So. There's all this time before he's going to kill the guy. So he is supposed to be oh. premeditating the murder. However, oh. he doesn't know who the guy is. And it's only when he walks into the room and the guy is there and sees the photos of his son that that is supposed to generate an emotional reaction for him to then be so enraged that he murders the guy. So his ball should have been a red ball. Yeah, yeah, brown ball plot device. Yeah. In order to make the movie, to, in order to set the m- momentum. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, you are very correct. Hey, how can he how can he have planned that? Although it's so fucked up because it's like because the thing was there and he knew it, it's like sets it in motion just him knowing the plot. Yeah. F- sent him after the man. So he was looking for the man for a very long time. Right not intent on killing him so it wouldn't have triggered the thing but like only because the the ball was there did he then go look for him yeah it's pretty mind bendy so there we go i've ruined minority report we both ruined it (laughs) (laughs) just read the short story it's way nice way nice what it's way more way nice way nice oh my god that's how i speak these days yeah okay that's it we're done Thank you for listening, fellow dickheads. Join us in two weeks' time for our next episode, Total Recall. Old school Arnie, not newborn Colin. Yes, 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 (laughs) yes. I'm excited. Oh my God, she is actually excited. (laughs) Okay, thank you for listening. Bye.